So I have a couple of things I want to do tonight. Um, I'm going to have a little bit of a presentation behind me. So if you have a pen or a pencil, you probably want to bring it every Wednesday night throughout the summer. I'll have these handouts for you. By the end of the summer, you will have these principles, these 14 principles at least right now, uh, that I want to share with you that you can use uh, to help you in your spiritual walk with Jesus Christ. And so tonight we're going to talk about transformation for just a moment, transformation. And so I've already shared with you that I've got some basic principles that I'm going to share with you. And really what this is designed to do is to help you take Bible principles and connect them to your daily life. I think sometimes there's a big disconnect between reading the Bible, seeing the principles, and then putting them into practice in our daily walk. And I want to try to help us make some of that connection. And once you see how we do this, you'll be able to do it with other verses yourself. And so what I want us to do is think about when we're reading the scriptures, not to make that disconnect, but how does that connect to my life? How does that affect me? What is it that I'm reading and how does it apply to me? We look at a particular verse like this and it says, and be not conformed to this world. So how does, what does that have to do with me personally? Why, why does that matter to me that I read that and as a saved person, how does that affect me? What, what am I supposed to do about what I just read? And he says, not only, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so there's something that God challenges us to do. And so to be transformed and to renew our mind. And then he says, there's a purpose behind this. And he said that you may prove or test what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so as we look at this, I want you to see the purpose is to demonstrate to, uh, to us that the Bible is a very practical book. And I believe a lot of folks think that it's not culturally uh, relative today, and yet it's very culturally relative. And, uh, and what it is, it's so practical, and you think about it, it was uh, God moved upon men to write his word. And so you think about it, the children even spoke of this the other night, about how God used man to write his word. So as the Holy Ghost moved upon them, they moved to write his word. And so I believe it's applicable for all ages uh, in, in what I mean by that, not just by uh, our age, but throughout the ages, even in the present and in the future. This is available to us, and we ought to put it into practice. And I think this first principle is simple, and that is a believer in Christ Jesus will and should be occurring uh, in life. Uh, the, the idea of what should be occurring in their life is to be conformed to the Scripture truth. And so think about this for just a moment. When you read the Bible... Are you conforming to what you read? Are you actually putting it into practice? Or are you conforming to the world? And so the challenge is, is there application of the Scripture in my daily life? And I believe whenever you pick up the Bible and you read it, uh, it shouldn't be just uh, a mundane thing. It ought to be something that causes me to think, to change my thinking, or it should cause me to go into action over something that I've read. And as I read it, I have to apply what I've read. And so I believe this is a part of our growth process, and it's taking place in our life as a believer, and it's based upon biblical truth, but it's application of those biblical truths. And so this first that we want to look at, I think there's three simple spiritual growth tests that we're to take every day. One of the things that he says, he says, be not conformed to this world. And so... Uh, the first, uh, your letter A there in your, in your uh, handout there is conformed. And so this very practical principle to apply and assist you with your spiritual growth every day, it says conformed. So what is the principle? Well, the principle is this. 
and be not conformed to this world. That's the principle. And you say, well, what am I supposed to do with that now? But the Bible is teaching us to be not conformed to this world. So that's your letter A up there, and this is simply you as a believer are not to have this pattern in your life after the ways of the world. And so what you have to understand that as a Christian, the world and its ways are not the pattern that one is to follow. So that's your letter B there. We're not to conform to this world. And so when I tell you not to conform to this world, am I saying that we don't eat and clothe ourselves and have a house and put clothes on our back and take a job and do it? No, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is what Christ has told us here. He said, and be not conformed to this world. In other words, the world philosophy that is out there. And so the world says, if it feels good, do it. Is that what the Bible teaches? <laughs> and, and, and the world says, you know, hey, listen, you only live once, right? So you might as well go do it. Whatever that is that you want to do, you might as well go do it because you only live once. Now, is that what the Bible teaches us? Or is there uh, that idea that we should have some restraint on our life, uh, that we should have some practices in our life that show that we are living soberly and righteously and in a godly fashion? And so we're not to take after the pattern of the world. So as I think about this, this world is a temporary place, and my life in Christ is eternal. Think about that for a moment. My time on this world is temporal. My time with Christ is eternal. And you think about the effort that we put into this temporal life and the effort that we put into the eternal portion of our lives. And so God wants you to be nourished up in the words of faith. A pattern that we're not to follow is the world philosophy. A pattern that we are to follow is that of Jesus Christ. And so when I look to the scriptures and he says, and be not conformed to this world, he's saying, do not act, do not behave, do not have the actions of this world. And so it's imperative that you take all caution or precautions to avoid shaping your life after the world philosophy. I, I remember this, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. No, it means you're dead, you know? And, and, and the thing is, is that we have all these little sayings, these little nuances that we try to use to help us get by in life. And yet, if we can remember those things, those fables, <laughs> those stories, those little ditties that we grew up on, why not memorize Scripture so that I can apply it to my life in a daily walk? <laughs> and there are so many things that you can learn to help yourself throughout the, the, the week. And, and whatever your uh, spiritual trouble is, whatever is your struggle in life, whatever you feel like it's hard to overcome, I know the answer to it's in the Scriptures. But what it takes is some search and some study, and it takes a little bit of time. Or maybe even just come to talk to the, the deacons or talk to myself and just say, hey, Pastor, listen, uh, I'm really struggling in this area in my life. Can you help me with and give me what the problem is? And we'll go look to the Bible to see how to accomplish that. And, and we'll show you what the Bible says about not doing things and about doing things. Because the Bible isn't just do's and don'ts, but it's a relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. And so when he tells me not to be conformed to the world, he says, don't get involved in the world philosophy. So the style or the manner of this present age will soon pass away, but the life you have in Christ is eternal. So therefore, put forth effort into the eternal life. You say, what does that mean? That means daily, do you have a time where you pick up the scriptures and read them? Do you have a time where you get alone with God and pray? Now listen, prayer is just not going to God and telling him what you want from him all the time. 
Prayer is a time of worshiping God and telling Him that you love Him and, and, and communing with Him and talking with Him. Now listen, I believe in prayer and I believe in the power of prayer. And, and God says, ask what you will of me and I'll give it to you. And you say, well, no, I, I don't think that's what that means. I believe that's exactly what that means. But the reason that we don't get what we pray for sometimes is because we ask amiss, don't we? We don't ask with the heart that God would have for us. And we do want to ask according to his will. I, I challenge you this way. You have someone that you know that you love that, that you want them to get saved. Amen? Do you have to pray, God, should they get saved? God, is it possible that, 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 that you know, maybe they're not supposed to get saved? And yet the Bible teaches us that all should come to repentance, right? That none should perish. So I know the will of God is for men to get saved. So what I ought to do is go by faith to my God and pray for the salvation of that soul because that's what God's desire is. Would you agree with that tonight? And so God wants people to get saved. And so I can have all these worldly things and I can conform to the world and I can worry like the world. How many of you worry sometimes? Just be honest. We probably all should raise our hands, amen? We all worry at times. And yet God tells us to be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer. Think about that. It's a very strong statement, isn't it? And God says, don't, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And, and so there are so many things that we go through, and yet the Bible has answers to these difficult things that we go through, but we're so busy conforming our mind to the world that we forget what God says. <laughs> And so I challenge us in this area. In, in 2 Peter 2.20, he says, For after they have escaped the pollutions of the world to the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse than the beginning. So if the world is full of worry, and God tells us not to worry, and I go back into that phase of worrying all the time, where am I? I'm worrying about everything. And, and so I'm going against the truth of the Scriptures. Because he told me, be anxious for what? Nothing, but in everything by prayer. <laughs> How often are you praying? How often are you really going and praying to God? So to conform uh, is for the Christian, making their life and lifestyle one that would suit the world and please people rather than apply truth and please the Father. If you think that not so, he tells us in this very verse, and be not conformed to this world. Isn't that the problem? is that we are conforming as Christians to the ways of the world rather than conforming ourselves to the ways of God. And so, what is it to conform? Well, you know what, folks? It could be music, couldn't it? The kinds of music that I listen to could be me conforming to the world. Am I right? I can conform to the world through my music. What else could I conform to the world through? Well, maybe I could conform uh, to the world by my physical appearance. I can be just like the rest of the world. I can take my physical appearance and conform to the world. What else is it that I can conform to? Well, maybe I can get to the place where I accept the worldly social standards that everybody else has. And so if it's okay for them, it's okay for me. So whatever their social standards are, I need to go ahead and adapt to those social standards so I can fit in, rather than abstain from some things. So what is it that, that I should abstain from? Well. I don't believe Christians ought to drink alcohol, period. I just don't think it's true. You can tell me anything you want to from the Scriptures, but I can show you over and over again that wine is a mocker. 
strong drink is a raging. That's what the scriptures teach. But, well, I'm with family, I'm with friends, I'm with neighbors, I'm with cousins, I'm with aunts, I'm with uncles, I'm with these people. And so therefore, I'm going to go ahead and conform. Yet the Bible says, and be not conformed to this world. Isn't that what it says? And so, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be accepting of some social standards. You know, it's, it's okay if I, because they, and what am I doing? I'm comparing myself to them rather than comparing myself to truth. And so I don't want to conform to the world. That's what he's telling us not to do. But rather than conform to the world, I want to please God, and I do that through truth. So what is it to conform? Well, maybe music, maybe physical appearance, maybe acceptance of, of worldly social standards, or, hey, folks, maybe it's even some friends, especially some of you young people. Some of the friends that maybe you're running with or maybe some of the people you're starting to associate with. Now, here's the thing. I am to try to win the lost, but I don't have to become them to win them. I only need to witness to them. I don't have to indulge in the things that they may be indulging in, and I don't have to do the things that they're doing to be friends with them. If I do, we got a problem. So let me challenge you with this thought then. There is a way to test our life, and that is to compare all my actions to my activities with the Scriptures. If it's questionable compared to God's Word, abstain. Stay away from it. So what are some things that I do that sometimes I question in my heart or my mind, should I do that? You know, sometimes if you have that question, guess what you probably ought not do? If you're already questioning whether you should or not, all you need to do is open up the Bible and look to whether you should. But for conscience sake, there's some things we ought to abstain from or stay away from and so not conform to the world. And so there's a way to test that and you take your actions or your activities and you compare it with scriptures. I didn't say compare it with the family next door or another family in the church. I said compare it with the Bible. And that will help us to understand whether we're doing it according to his word or the world. Now, those are the three ABCs of conforming. We're going to talk about renewing for just a moment. You know, when my life is compared to the Scriptures and it's out of line, there's a need to change. And by the way, I'm out of line. The Word of God is never out of line. It's perfectly right. So when my life is compared to Scriptures and it's out of line, I need to change. So the next thing I want to talk about is what he says here. He said, "...and be not conformed to this world." but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're to avoid conforming to this world, and it's always a, a thought that, well, what am I supposed to change? What am I supposed to change? And so he says, be transformed, and he tells us how to do it, by the renewing of your mind. So you're to avoid conforming to the world and its ways, but another test to apply is that of what I call changing. This changing is what I want to talk about for just a few minutes. What is it that I'm changing? Well, from the time I got saved to the current date, my thoughts have changed. Now, notice what he says. He says, and be transformed by the renewing of your what? Your mind, how you think. So the Bible, when I pick up the scriptures and I read them, it should change my what? It should, shouldn't it? When I pick up the Bible, you can say it with me, it's okay, we're all grown-ups here. 
when I pick up the Bible and I read the Bible and I look at it and I say, you know what, my life doesn't line up with that. I need to change my what? I need to change my thinking. I need to think like God wants me to think and not think how I want to. And all of us have heard this. I know the Bible says, and what's the next three-letter word you hear? But. And what it is is that I have an excuse for not doing what God's Word says. That's what that word but means. I have a good excuse for not doing what it says. And yet, what the Scriptures teach us is that there's a renewing. So what's this principle? That's your uh, letter uh, B there. Renewing the principle. He said, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So to avoid conformity to the world requires the application of or the transformation of my thinking. <laughs> I have to change my thinking. So I look in the Bible, I see what the Bible says, and I say, I need to align with that. I need to renew my thinking. So here's the challenge for us. This test instructs us to change the way we think. And all that we've been taught or believe and test it according to the way the Lord teaches us to think. So the Lord says, and we used this the other night, uh, it says, be angry and what? Now, how many of us fulfill that all the time? We don't. Yet the Bible says, be angry and sin not. Now, is there an answer to help you not to become angry? Is there something that the Bible teaches us that should help us not to get angry? Is there some scripture that you could open up and say, you know what, when I read this, I understand. It tells us in the Bible that you're to be swift to, slow to, slow to, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So, Two things I can actually put into effect to stop me from being angry. What are they? Listen more than you run your mouth. Isn't that what the Bible says? Listen more than you talk. If we would listen more than we talk, we would find ourselves probably not getting angry so often. <laughs> and so there's a biblical principle to apply there. So that this test instructs us to change the way we think. All that we have been taught or believe and tested according to the way the Lord teaches us to think. So, this word transform, I like this. That word transform and that word restart. You say, what is restart? That's the renewing. That's to restart. And so, transform is to change and renewing is to restart. So you must change your thoughts and restart them by applying the biblical truth. That's what it actually means. So I'm going to change. So if I'm changing, I'm not doing a what? 360. <laughs> I'm doing a what? A 180. I'm changing, and I'm restarting how I thought about things. Now, the Bible says this. Boy, this is a tough one for a pastor. He tells me, love your enemies. <clears throat> Man, that just makes you mad sometimes. And then he told me, don't get angry. And you're saying to yourself, wait a minute, the Bible actually teaches me to love somebody that's hard to love, isn't it? Because an enemy is to what? It's hard to love an enemy, isn't it? Yeah, the Bible says to love your enemies. 
What else does it teach us? Not to return evil for evil, but to return what? Good for evil. Avenge not yourselves, right? Rather give place unto wrath. Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. But how many of us want to get somebody back for something they did to us? I watch my kids at the house. Here's what they do. Every one of them try to do this, right? So one will hide and the others will be coming in the house and they want to jump out and scare the snot out of them. They do it on an ongoing basis. And, and the thing of it is, is that I hear these loud screeching screams because they're hiding and trying to scare one another, right? And, and, and so <laughs> they're, all, they're all out to get one another. They want to, to go after one another. And, and, and so the idea is, is that they want to get one up on the other. That's the idea. So they're out to get one another. Last night, Emily tried to do it to Anita last night. And, and she was coming out of the YMCA there, and she's coming around the car, and she knelt down, and she didn't realize she, to her, she's popping up and down, coming around, thinking Anita's not paying attention. Comes up and bangs on the window, and Anita looked out and said, what? <laughs> out to get one another. So what is it? Well, they want vengeance on one another, don't they? Well, if you scared me, you're next on the list, right? So I'm out to get you. But listen, we do that in real life sometimes. Somebody, some family member may have said something, and here's how we do it. Let me, let me tell you some of the little things that we do sometimes, okay? Here's some of the little things we do. Someone in the family maybe makes a snide comment to me, and I knew exactly what they were saying, so my turn's coming up. I'll get one in on them. I'll just say it like I didn't really mean it. I'll just let it out. <laughs> and we do that kind of thing on an ongoing basis. What is that doing? That's returning evil for what? Evil. Now, wait a minute. God said, change your thinking. Renew your thinking. Restart how you're thinking about things. Start applying the biblical truth. So when you do find that what you're doing brings forth conviction by the Holy Spirit, find the principle in the Bible and see what the Lord would have you to implement in place of how you think. You know, the scriptures teach us in Ephesians 4, 22 through 24, he, he says this, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your what? Mind. Change your thinking. Isn't that what it's telling us? So we're not to be conformed to the world, we're to change our thinking, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So this is simply abandoning my ways and adopting or adapting to God's ways. Letting go of what I think and adapting to what God thinks. I'm changing what I do to adapt to what God told me to do. And, and so I'm just changing the way I do things. That's that transforming. That's that renewing. This is a test requiring us to acknowledge conviction in our life and to apply the biblical change. So to change our thinking, it's not enough. We must conform to, to God's will. And lastly, he says this. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So you got the ABCs of conforming, and you got the ABCs of renewing, and now I want to give you the ABCs and even the one, two, threes, if you will, of God's will. So the will of God is not mystical. The will of God is not mystical. What does it say on the sheet? The will of God is what? It's the Word of God. If you want to know God's will, read God's Word. God will provide His will for you if you'll read the Bible. So, this third principle, will, 
It's that ye may prove, and that's your second letter, that's your letter B there, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, I would have you to realize this is a test that we're to take every day. This is a test we're to take every day. Am I in the will of God? If I'm doing the Word of God, I'm in the will of God. So when it comes to changing our thinking from the world to the will of God, am I walking in His Word? So, the will of God is tested. The will of God is tested. How does it test itself? It says here that ye may prove. That's the test. That ye may prove. So I am not conforming to the world. I'm transforming my thinking. I'm renewing the way. I'm restarting the way I think. And I'm doing this for a purpose that I may test what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so when I look at this, he tells me three things. He said, by what is good, what is acceptable, what is perfect. These three simple words that you're to live your Christian life by helps you maintain God's will. These three words help you maintain God's will in your life. Is it good? <laughs> Is it acceptable? Is it perfect? Think about it. God's Word is not tough, people. It's a choice not to really obey what it says a lot of times. So, it is beneficial. It is beneficial. That's the word good. So, what I'm doing, if I'm walking in the will of God, is it beneficial? Well, I would say the answer would be yes to that question because that's what God said. You're going to test it to see if it is beneficial. What am I going to test it by? I'm going to test it by the truth of God's Word. <laughs> I'm not going to come up with my own plan. I'm not going to come up with my own language. I'm not going to come up with my own thinking. I'm going to turn to the Word of God and ask, what does God's Word have to say about that? And then it's beneficial. Is it beneficial? Here's the second thing. Number two, it agrees with God's Word. It's acceptable. Does it agree with God's Word? Well, it's close. There's someone named Eve in the Bible that thought that one day too. It, you know, it, it's close. Did God really say? Didn't the devil tempt her that way? Did it agree with God's Word wholeheartedly? No. And so she was tempted by getting a portion of or just a partial understanding of what God meant or just applying a partial portion of it. So another idea is, the way you test it, is it good? Is it beneficial? It agrees with God's Word? Is it acceptable? It is mature in moral character and completely matches God's truth. That's perfect. That's perfect. It completely matches God's truth. Completely matches God's truth. Now let me read a couple of verses to you. You have uh, them listed there, but in Ephesians 5, 8 through 10, the Bible says... For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, and proving, and proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Verse 17 says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what, is the will, uh, what the will of the Lord is. So what is the will of the Lord? <laughs> well, the will of the Lord is the Word of God. That is His Word. And he tells us to take his word and apply it to our lives. So this is simply reading the word of God and obeying the Holy Spirit through applying the truth, which is the will of God, his word. 
So I want to challenge you. I'm going to do a couple of these throughout the summer. And, and so I want you to think about this tonight. You just got the ABCs of it tonight. Amen. So I want you to think these three things tonight. Am I conforming to the world or am I transforming myself into what God would have me to be? By changing my thinking, restarting my thinking, and am I living in the will of God or in the ways of the world? Let's pray.